be around the same When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past, I'm about the future. Welcome back to Draft Vice. I am Walter. We're here. We're back. Fantasy football. We're all probably drafting this weekend, right? Um, cut down day is this Saturday, and generally speaking, a lot of the smart drafters draft this weekend, or the dumb drafters some years. This, uh, yeah, it depends on how you feel. I feel like this year, this is the only time you should be drafting because it's just been such a crazy, wonkers, bonkers year, and thus. Before we get into draft season, right, we got to go ahead. We got to talk about a little bit more on the running backs, the RB2s, as you like to call them, right? And uh, we'll talk a little bit of wide receivers today. Uh, the guys outside of the top 40 who you might be interested in, some high-flying picks, some sleepers, if you will. ADP, the guys who are shocking me at ADP right now. So, yes, let's jump into it, right? Uh and on today's episode uh, of Draft Fights, you can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of left. Punch like a delicious drink like you drank last summer, because we're almost done with this summer, folks. And uh, follow the podcast at Draft Fights on Twitter, at Draft Fights underscore football on Instagram. And now we'll jump right into it. First, I want to talk a little bit about the RB2s, right? I, when we last ended, right, I, I finished off with RB15. I feel like that's like kind of the, the, the cutoff for RB1 territory in my book. It's weird, right? You would hear RB12 is usually the RB cutoff. But there's always like an overlap. There's a couple of guys who's like, maybe that guy could crack into the, the, the RB1 roster. Um, so we finished off. It was RB15. It was Melvin Gordon. Uh, RB16... Kenyon Drake, right? And people, I've noticed that Kenyon Drake's actually kind of relatively high this year. He might be uh, mentioned later on when we talk about ADP. Um, I have Kenyon Drake at RB16. I, I think that he is a a, a good running back, uh, talented. I think he's in the right situation. Interesting offense. You saw it work last year. Uh, but I just don't think the ceiling's there that people put, in, put on this guy. So, I, I mean, listen, RB16 still a relatively good rank. Um, but if you're higher on him, I totally get it, uh, especially if you believe in uh, Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, which I like both those people uh, more than I thought I would, at least with, with Cliff. Uh, I, I kind of liked Murray coming out. I just, uh, you know, again, I think that this is uh, – I still just don't I, – I feel very weird about putting Kenyon Drake any higher. So, you know, last week we were talking about Melvin Gordon, and I was kind of like, I like Melvin Gordon – but the offensive line is questionable. I actually feel like there's just many question marks on the Arizona offensive line. Uh, this was actually where I put Leonard Fournette in this kind of area of things, and then uh, he got he got fired from the Jaguars, and then he got rehired by the Buccaneers, literally didn't have to leave the state. Uh, but I did not move him back up to this category. We'll talk a little bit. Of, I have him further down. Um Austin Eckler, I have at 17. People are drafting him like a top 12 running back. I get that concept, too. I'm not as high on it. Not the kind of guy I'm looking to draft relatively high because I just don't think the ceiling is there. I think that – and listen, I mean, he, he had a ceiling last year. I just don't think it's repeatable. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't think he's Christian McCaffrey, uh, and I just don't like where he's going. But, hey, you know what? Uh, go ahead, hate me. Uh, RB seventeen in my book. Eighteen is Devin Singletary. I think Eckler's the last one where I feel like very. I, I feel comfortable drafting this guy to be a starter. So like RB uh, RB seventeen is kind of like Eckler, then Singletary, Marlon Mack is nineteen. 
or at least was, I have no clue because I saw his ADP. And again, his I didn't go into ADP when I made these ranks. And I have Marlon Mack at 19. And then I found out everybody thinks Jonathan Taylor's the guy. And, like, don't get me wrong. I think Jonathan Taylor will be the guy at some point, right? I don't think it's at the beginning of the season. And it's a little bit of a shocker to me that everybody's just instantly going, like, I, I, I think you will see, like, I think it'll be halfway through the season. Marlon Mack's going at 131 in at ADP. He's going past round like going past like round 10. He's basically free. And yet like I don't get this one. I I actually moved him up. I had him at 22. I had and I actually have him ahead of David Johnson right now. Now maybe that's wrong. Maybe I should move David Johnson up a little itty titty bitty bit. But because he doesn't have the question marks around him in the backfield, but, like, again, he, he looked like he was coming off, like, you know, he, he looked like he was about to end his career at that point. Um, I think it could be a bounce back here for David Johnson. I should probably move him up a little bit further. Uh, I just don't feel as comfortable with him as maybe the other running backs who I have ahead of him. Uh, so I don't think there's a floor with David Johnson that, that some of the other running backs ahead of him have. Uh, Mark Ingram's 21. Another guy who, man, like, you know, that's a guy I could be totally whiffing on. Uh, I feel like that rushing attack might take a step back. I feel like teams are going to start figuring it out a little bit. Uh, there's no more Marshall Yonda there. The offensive line's a little bit more questionable this year. Skurr's coming off of an injury. Uh, the the guards are, are younger. Uh, I like the tackles. I do. But I just don't – you know, I mentioned this on my offensive line episode. I was not a huge fan of uh, what's gone on with the Ravens' offensive line this offseason. So I, I think that takes a, a dinger as well as, you know, J.K. Dobbins being in that backfield, who is, again, like, I, the, there's no consistency with the rookie running backs, by the way, with how people are rating them in fantasy. You have Jonathan Taylor going in the third round. You have J.K. Dobbins going in, like, the, the eighth round. I'm like, or seventh or eighth round. I'm like, I don't get this. Um, I feel like people should be kind of erring towards the, the side of caution, and maybe they should be, like, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. But, like, again, third round on Jonathan Taylor just sounds bananas to me. Um, I Chris Carson's up in this area as well. I actually have to readjust my ranks. I didn't realize that I, I he's 20. Uh, I probably would put him higher, but I just, I, again, like, he's coming off an injury. He doesn't always make it through the season. Uh, and if, you, if you're really looking for a safe bet at running, I don't even know if he's safe, honestly. Uh, after those guys, it goes carry on Johnson. Okay, like you might be like, I, I get carry on has the question marks with him. Swift again, we got a lot of weird rookie situations, but Swift is going ahead of carry on, which is weird because Swift's been injured in camp and he might not like start the season. Like I, I don't like maybe he comes back by the start of the season, but again, he's a rookie. And, like, we haven't had, like, a full off season, and we're, we're betting on these rookies to go ahead and play right away. Uh, a lot of these guys were also not that far back drafted. You know, I think with Carrion, it was injury. Carrion might actually be the better in-between-the-tackles runner between the two of them. So, Carrion's 20, uh, 22, James White's 23. I don't even feel comfortable with that, to be honest. Like, once you get to this area, it gets weird. David Montgomery, 24. Kareem Hunt, 25. I'm just, I'm weird that I have Kareem Hunt, 25, but I feel like Kareem Hunt will be that, like, that handcuffed back that has its own, his own independent value. Um, 
I might draft him more because I just want a part of the, the Browns' backfield just because I'm a Browns fan, everybody, and that's how it's going to roll. Uh, but I don't think anybody should be really spending anything higher than, you know, RB2, RB3 territory. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is at 26 for me. I actually have him ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Um, not by much. Jonathan Taylor I have at 27. And, and that makes sense. Like, I uh, maybe Jonathan Taylor should be ahead of him. I don't know. Maybe... Uh, but, like, if you're saying – like, I don't get the, the argument that people make here where they're putting they, – they instantly have anointed Jonathan Taylor the start in the backfield, I guess because Marlon Mack just didn't – like, oh, well, they traded up to get Jonathan Taylor. Maybe that's the argument people are making. I get that maybe. I don't know. Really? Because they, they also took Michael Pittman. Like, they didn't – like, I don't know. Uh I don't get it. Uh, this is where uh, now, like, 29, 30, and 31, it's actually the combination backfield of Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman. I'm not saying take them in any particular order. Um, it's basically whoever's the cheapest. Right now, McKinnon's basically free. Uh, Mostert's the, the, the most expensive one, and, and Tevin Coleman is, like, in the, the ninth, tenth round. Um, then I have Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, who's the one who I was talking about who shares the backfield with Carrion Johnson. I like Swift. I think he's a great pass catcher. I think that he, if he went to a different team, I'd be way higher on him this year. Uh, but again, I, I don't know how that backfield is going to break out. It might be a 50, 50 split. And I don't know how to, to determine that. Maybe I would have Swift higher. And, again, it all comes down to how you feel about the team in general. I do think the Lions team is not going to be as bad as, like, maybe it was, like, once projected to be. But still, I just don't I just don't buy. Like, I'm not buying into it super hard. And if I'm going to buy into it, I'd rather get on Johnson, who I've seen play in the NFL, who is going lower than than DeAndre Swift. Now, I don't know in every league. I think part of the issue is, is that we have a lot of people who are just going by expert consensus rankings, and they're looking at, you know, because I think that affects a lot of it. You know, Matthew Barry for ESPN and the people who he works with kind of create those ranks, and then fantasy, you know, Yahoo. And we're going to get into the individual ranks and the guys who I thought were really big shockers. Um, you know, Cam Akers I have at 33, Daryl Henderson at 35. Uh, you know what? I actually would probably move Daryl Henderson lower and Cam Akers a little bit higher because you never know. I think maybe the the Rams offensive line, like I've gave a lot of shots towards the Rams offensive line, but maybe in this offseason they figured it out with that offensive line with guys that we don't know of. So I'm willing to give Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson a shot. Uh <sighs> wouldn't be any higher than maybe like 27 or 28 if I was really shooting for at 30 28 at running back so you know I, I would I wouldn't mind taking a seventh or eighth round shot on cam Akers. I probably have him right now as like a ninth or tenth round guy but you know I don't hate it uh Peterson probably deserves to be higher Chris Thompson I think maybe like you know but I don't even know because like Adrian Peterson I don't believe in that offensive line I and I maybe I believe a, maybe I think Dwayne Haskins can develop and get better but that offensive line's not going to be good and it you know we're not talking about Adrian Peterson of 10 years ago we're talking about Adrian Peterson now uh Matt Breida Chris Thompson I think Chris Thompson might have a little bit of independent fantasy value he's going really late in drafts too I'm a little shocked by that one uh, and then I have Sony. You know, I, I already mentioned Sony Michelle, you know, Damian Williams, Duke Johnson, uh, 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 Damian Harris. Sorry, that's uh, not Damian Williams. Damian Harris 
and then Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson might have a little bit of independent value, but we, you know, like he could have had the same level of value last year. They didn't utilize him that way. Now they're talking about having both, you know, Duke and David in the backfield for the Texans and being able to use them both as pass catchers. I don't buy it. I don't buy that Bill O'Brien is going to utilize those guys very well. Maybe he can. I don't know, but I haven't seen it. So why would I buy it? Um, let's go to receiver, right? So from last we, you know, ended, it was probably around the Will Fuller discussion or Deontay Johnson. And those guys, I think, are like high upside guys. You know, Will Fuller, I might be low on Will Fuller. I haven't even looked. I haven't really spent a lot of time looking at Will Fuller's ADP. Um, but he, you know, 38's Will Fuller, 39, Corey Davis, 40, Deontay Johnson. I think that's where I ended the, the wide receiver episode was with those guys, Michael Gallup and all them. Uh, John Brown's my wide receiver, 41. Uh, I honestly would love to have him higher. Uh, it's, you know, now you have Diggs there. Josh Allen uh, has gotten better with the intermediate bar, ball, which actually kind of makes me think that I'm more interested in maybe Diggs than I am John Brown. But, uh, does it, but he's also got a year extra with John Brown, a little bit more chemistry. Uh, maybe they start connecting on the deep ball, kind of getting used to being around each other. So I think, you know, John Brown might be an underrated guy who, again, is going to be a wide receiver too, possibly, because he was a wide receiver too the last couple of years in different, you know, different teams, different systems, different schemes, and he's been solid when he's, you know, been with those, you know, he wasn't a full wide receiver two two years ago because there was a switch at quarterback when he was on the Ravens, but when he had, when it was him and Flacco, it was working, and then when it switched, swapped out to, to Lamar Jackson, it didn't work anymore. Uh, but when he went to Buffalo, it kind of like, again, like you saw what you saw when he was with uh, with guys who have big arms who could get the ball to him. So I, I think there's a lot to like about John Brown. I think there's a chance he might bump up a little bit more for me. Uh, I think he might be a guy I target in drafts just to see like, okay, like I feel like this guy, I can't imagine, like it's, it's probably not a high volume passing offense, but still I like John Brown. Sterling Shepard's at 42. Darius Slayton's at 43. Not really sure how I feel about Daniel Jones and the Giants and their offense. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's at 44 just because he's 99 years old, about to turn 100, and still playing football. So, But he's basically like a skinny tight end, still a really good run-blocking receiver. Um, I think he's going to be – I just don't see the ceiling there anymore. But if you're really like – and if you're in a deep, deep league for receiver – you play three receivers, maybe you're a 13 or four, maybe you're a 14 or 16 team league. You know, in those deeper leagues, maybe you have to jump at getting a guy who you think is a solid player. And Larry Fitzgerald's still a solid player. 45 is Jerry Judy. Um, again, I'm not a huge fan of his quarterback, Drew Locke, but I think that, uh, I think he can get open. So at least there's the, you know, and I think he can get open at an NFL level. He, he's he's in that Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper phylum of, you know, that, that, that genetic structure of receiver. All the Alabama receivers, I just know how to route run and get open. And I, I like those kind of guys, and I think that they translate to the NFL very well. Um, my problem is his quarterback. If you went to a team where I felt more comfortable with the quarterback situation, I would probably be leaning all in on Jerry Judy uh, as, a, as maybe even being able to translate with uh, no offseason and going into the NFL. After him comes Anthony Miller. Dude, he's been injured left, right, and up and down. Uh, 
Hunter Renfro, very good hands, solid route runner. Um, not going to beat you with speed. I think he's kind of more of the, you know, Cole Beasley, you know, I, he may be, you're hoping he's Edelman is what you're hoping, right? You're hoping he's Edelman or maybe even Thielen. Uh, but he, he's basically been used, and he was solid run after catch guy last year. He might be one of those sneaky guys that you're like, all right, I'll take a flyer on him and see what I can get out of him. Uh, Renfro, Golden Tate, McCall Hardman. I think McCall Hardman maybe deserves to be a bit higher because, again, he's got the athletic upside. He's got the tie to the you know greatest quarterback in the league, the Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I, I am like – I'm a little bullish on Josh Reynolds. I'm not going to lie. I liked what I saw from him on tape. He did not play a whole lot. He did not, you know, but I kind of thought that they were into him a little bit more. It sounded like when they got rid of Brandon Cook, some of the rumors out there were that they felt comfortable enough with Josh Reynolds as the deep threat that they'll go, you know what, we're going to go more to Josh Reynolds and to our tight ends and we'll get rid of Brandon Cooks and, you know, we'll use him as a field stretcher. You know he's 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 very different than the other receivers they have on that roster. Like I said, he's he's more likely going to be the deep threat of those guys. He, uh, he's long. He's kind of awkward built. Uh, he's he's got wheels. He's not like slow. He's not fast. Fast. He's not cooks fast. But he's still going to be able to take the top off a of defense. Um, you know I, I, we've heard some rumors that maybe Cooper Cup gets phased out a little bit. Uh, we've heard some good things about Van Jefferson, who I like. I like Van Jefferson, but I felt like he was more of the Robert Woods kind of guy, not replacing Brandon Cooks. So uh, after him comes Deshaun Jackson. Listen, you want to take a shot at Deshaun Jackson? Be my guest. Uh, Robbie Anderson, another deep ball guy, another speed guy. Um, there's just you know. Maybe he deserves to be a bit higher than maybe he deserves to be higher than Deshaun Jackson at least. But I liked what I saw from Deshaun Jackson when he was in Tampa for the one game he was in with the Eagles last year before his you know his core just went ahead and fell out from underneath him. Um, Ola B. C. Johnson, who I just think is another guy, but you know if you're looking for the second receiver on the Vikings, there there's a guy. Uh, Julian Edelman, I'm just not all that excited about. D.D. Westbrook, like, maybe Gardner Minshew can support two receivers, him and D.J. Chark, who knows. C.D. Lamb, I feel like C.D. Lamb should be higher, too. Uh, the issue is there's three receivers there who I think are all good. Can all those guys get fed well enough? I don't know. And, I, I listen, I think he's going to be a real problem. I think he could end up being a wide receiver, too, instantaneously. If they run a lot of three-receiver sets, it's going to be a very big pain for a lot of teams. Uh, he is a matchup weapon. If you run him out the slot, he's going to get a, he gets a lot of free releases, and he's he's going to be a mismatch no matter what you do. Uh, after him comes Dante Pattis, and then Jalen Rager I have there. And the, uh, Jalen Rager, I will I actually was going to move up higher, and then he had a, a shoulder injury. I like Jalen Rager. I think he is the future with the Eagles. Um, Sad that, you know, he might miss a week or two. He's got a hair, a, a small labrum tear. I don't know how, how, uh, how what that means exactly. Um, I you might have to re resort to calling some doctors on that one to figure out what that even means if he's back. Uh, he, he's an interesting one. He's willing to go up and get the ball. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not as bad as I think it is, but. I don't know. I, I like the player. I was ready to move him up and be like, listen, I'm targeting him in drafts, at least towards the end of drafts. So those are uh, those are the running backs and receivers that you know.
that I, I really didn't touch on up to this point. Now we're going to get into ADP uh, right off the bat. I, I, I There's some guys who I was really shocked by. Um, I was kind of not shocked by Miles Sanders, but a little shocked. Uh, I currently have him at, at uh, 23 on my big board, currently up on the website. Uh, ESPN has him at 14. That's not too shocking. That's like start top of the second round. Uh, Yahoo has him at 19. Uh, I know, uh, you know who, uh, what, let me just check real quick what one person who, and, and I know a couple of people who I'm, uh, I know at least one guy who I'm a fan of who has a much lower, about 10 spots lower than I do. I think a lot of the people who focus on his tape with Miles Sanders focus on the earlier parts of the year. And when you look at the last, like, three or four games he played last year, there were, yeah, like, his vision issues were clearly apparent. Like, were definitely apparent for the first two-thirds of the season. I have no problem with his vision. My issue right now is, A, he's a little injured, right? Soft tissue injury. We knew this was going to be a problem going into the shortened offseason. Uh, you know, that worries me a little bit. They say it is very minor. He should be back for the start of the season. My other issue, though, is this offensive line now is a lot more questions than I felt going into, you know, this offseason. Like, originally you had Brandon Brooks at right guard. You had, you know, Andre Dillard I wasn't super excited about, but I was at least kind of like, all right, you know, they believe in him. He's had some consistency there. Maybe being there for a year, they get to develop him. This is the Eagles. They seem to know what they're doing. Dillard's now torn his bicep. Brandon Brooks tore his Achilles. Uh, you do have Jason Peters there playing right ta uh, right guard. You know, he said if they pay him a bit more, he'll move to left tackle, but he's not willing to move to left tackle without getting a pay raise. I'm. It makes me worry with that interior offensive line situation. Maybe they get some help and they trade for somebody. Uh, they've always been very good at getting depth and finding guys to play offensive line, and it just seems like the maybe the injury bug instead of hitting the receiving core this year, although it clearly hit the receiving core too, is also hitting their offensive line. So I I feel I, I feel like where I have them's perfect. I'm not really eager to move them any higher because I feel like the offensive line is going to scare me more. Um, he listen, he's got that explosiveness. He, he's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. Uh, and I think that he ha if he puts it all together, he is a top 10 pick. I, the, you could have probably convinced me at 14 a couple of weeks ago, uh, especially pre-Brandon you know Brandon Brooks injury. Right now, I'm good with 23. Clyde Edwards at Lair I'm shocked by because like ESPN has him at 11.4. 11, Yahoo isn't 12.3. I'm at 12. Like, I'm shocked I'm actually really kind of close to where the league is on him. Um, I wouldn't want to take him any higher than that. I saw him in the expert consensus rankings on ESPN at 7. That that's a I understand where like people are coming from on that, I guess, but like there there's still always some kind of room for the error. I get he, you know, I get it. He's the the number one running back on Pat Mahomes' offense and I, I listen. I love the player. I just get a little squeamish with that kind of concept. I think he's good. I really like him as a pass catcher. Uh, you're basically running, you know, four or five wide with him there. I I get it. I, I I dig it. I like the player. I don't necessarily think that I like drafting a rookie running back 
higher than the back end of the first round. And even then, I still get a little squeamish with that. Uh, let's move on to Mark Ingram. Now, Mark Ingram, I seem to be very much in step with Yahoo and completely off with ESPN. I have him as 40 on my board. And listen, I get the Dobbins worry. I, that's kind of my worry. Then there's also age. This is a guy who, you know, previous to being on the Ravens and like his last year with the with the Saints, he was injured quite a bit when he was with the Saints. Didn't have a full season for quite a few years until his like last year or two with the Saints. So, you know, I, I his last like year or two with the Saints, he stayed healthy. He's been healthy the last year or so. I don't know, man. I feel like taking him any higher than 43 or 40 would be gambling. I still think that's really low to put him at 72, though. Um, I, I think maybe I – but I actually kind of – I might – I actually kind of – this is one of those ones where it makes me rethink my, my stance, and I'm like, I mean, if I'm in a league where people are taking him at 72, I'm not eager to take him in the top four rounds then. So I, I maybe I get it. Maybe I, I get. Maybe I have to rethink my rank on him for that one, because I do think there's a, a potential for that to blow up in your face. You know, J.K. Dobbins is there. There's you know rumors he's going to have a role. I don't know what kind of role it is, but he's not going super high. We mentioned that before. Uh, Carry on Johnson is a weird one. He's going at 102 in ESPN, 121 in Yahoo, and I have him at 54 on my in my big board. And I you know like. You know, like, if you're in, like, the fifth or sixth round, you know, yes, I think he's going to be splitting the backfield with Swift. But, you know, like, as a as a fifth or sixth round guy, that doesn't scare me too much because, like, what are you – everybody's in a backfield. Everybody's in a shared backfield. And, again, Swift's a rookie. He's coming – you know, I get it. Like, yeah, but Swift's not going to take over tomorrow, and people have Swift way higher. Um – which I think maybe is the other shocker to that, but we'll, we'll maybe touch back on that a little bit later. Uh, Singletary, I have Singletary at 38. He's going at 63 and 62 in ESPN and Yahoo. I think not a lot of people think about Singletary. They just think about, hey, again, another guy who's in a backfield who has a rookie running back there. Um, but still, like, Zach Moss is injured a lot too. Like, I think Zach Moss is just a different kind of player. Uh, maybe Zach Moss gets a lot more goal line carries, and maybe that'll – annoy people but you know i like singletary he's a good receiver out of the backfield uh you know just to pull up my notes on him real quick uh you know he doesn't have breakaway speed but neither does neither does zach moss either uh it kind of averaged to borderline sub average like long speed but he's got some quickness like it's not great but it it depends like it's his lateral movement left to right is pretty good it's not the burst forward, it's the side-to-side, side, it's the vision, it's following the blockers, it's kind of, it's directing traffic, it's the, eh, so, like, he's decent hands, um, like I said, I think his best trait is the vision aspect of it, and knows how to utilize his blockers and make a cut-up field, uh, he's tough, like, like, that's the other thing, it's the balance to him, the contact balance, the, the fighting through contact, the, the spinning, and uh, I'm going to try and get more yards. He doesn't look – he's not a big guy in, in fighting like that. So, you know, maybe he'll get injured doing that. I don't know. I'm not, not rooting for the injury, that's for sure. I just find it weird that he's going much, much later than I was expecting. Um, but, again, I think part of that is he had a rookie there. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going 
56 in ESPN, and he's actually, like, I think a third-round pick on their expert consensus ranking, so he might go for higher than that a lot more recently. Yahoo has him at 38. I have him at 73 on my big board. Um, you know, I, I get people maybe being excited for, you know, the rookie, you know, being drafted at the top of the second round. Yes, the, the Colts traded up for him. Yeah, and also they got Marlon Mack on the last year of a deal. Believe me, if, if I thought they were going to be, you know, ditching Marlon Mack right away, you know, I'd be on that hype train in a second. I just don't think that's going to be how it goes right away. I think it's going to be Marlon Mack's playing somewhere else next year, and this is the we're going to get our rookie acclimated, you know, we're going to have him for the next four years. Let's get him acclimated to our system. And, listen, it's going to be a combo backfield to begin with, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Allen Robinson I'm a little confused by, too. Uh, I have him at 25 on my big board. He's at 38 in ESPN, 29 in Yahoo, so it's a little bit closer to me in Yahoo. Uh, I'm a little shocked because we've seen him do it with bad quarterbacks before. Uh, you know, we've also seen him be injured, but like, again, he, he makes bad quarterbacks look good. We saw it last year with Trubisky. He did really, he did, he did really well with Trubisky. Yeah. Maybe it might've been a little bit more of a, a headache, but he was still solid. Uh, then the, the, you know, back when he had Bortles again, he was, you know, bailing Bortles out. Like he, he's back to being the original Allen Robinson. So I'm a little shocked that Allen Robinson in some leagues is going in the fourth round. And I don't know, that just blows my mind. You know, beginning of the fourth round, don't get me wrong, but still just kind of a weird spot to think about it where he's going, uh, especially given, like, wide receiver in the NFL. You know, he was kind of more of one of the higher-end guys. Uh, Jamison Crowder, who was, like, a borderline R uh, wide receiver two last year, has been consistently a, border a borderline wide receiver two. Like, I always felt like he's going to be like that, you know, like he's going to break into that next category. He never seems to. But he's always, like, safe, right? He's always, like, a wide receiver 26, wide receiver 25. As long as he has a quarterback who will throw it to him. By the way, Darnold's willing to throw it to him. He's wide receiver 26 with Darnold last year. If he's healthy, if both of those guys are healthy, I can't see him outperforming what he did last year with Darnold. Yeah, there were some moments where he kind of went away. Now, you know, but we're seeing another year forward. This is the guy on the roster that Darnold probably has the most chemistry with. Because, again, like, Rashad Perriman's new. Denzel Mims is a rookie and new. Hogan's, like, 38 years old and, again, new. Um, Herndon, maybe Herndon he has a chemistry with as well. But, again, like, it doesn't prevent him from attacking the middle of the field with two guys. So, uh, yeah, Crowder's a little bit of a shocker. 107, 124 in Yahoo. I'm at 58 on my big board. That's kind of – and it makes me rethink it because it's like, well, how far down do I drop him? Um, I want to see if uh, – Dang, I, you know what? Like, somebody who I actually respect uh, has Crowder, like, in that same general area, too. I don't know. I I always felt like Crowder's a little bit underrated. Uh, all right, let's go beyond that. Manny Sanders, he's uh, 122 on ESPN, 121 on Yahoo. Again, another guy who I think is being a little bit underrated. I have him at 53 on my big board. Um, again, one of those things where maybe I have to rethink where I'm taking this guy because clearly he's not going where I, I think he should be going. And But I feel like he's going to return solid wide receiver two value, and that's what you're kind of looking for in wide receiver, right? You're looking for solid wide receiver two value. Um, maybe because there's just a whole bunch of those guys. But, like, we saw Emmanuel Sanders go from 
a washed-up Denver Broncos team and go to the San Francisco 49ers and pop and be very good for a, a, a team. And, yes, I get he's older, but he was coming off an Achilles. He was coming off an Achilles tear, and he was good. And he was good on another team, mid-season switch. That's hard. Now he's actually, like, got a season, like, out, like an off-season. Granted, he didn't have a full off-season, but he's at least had a few weeks practicing with Drew Brees. He got to learn the playbook. I don't know. I think this is there's enough to go around in this offense to maybe give him a couple of balls. I could be wrong, or you know what? He could be an injury risk. So, But I feel like somewhere between 53 and 122 is fair. Um... Uh, you know, somebody who I respect has him at 78 on their board. Maybe that's kind of closer to where he should go. But again, I feel like he's at least going to return you wide receiver to value. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I could see it working. Um, Darren Waller was a shocker, but more because I was close on him. I had him at 55. He's going at 57 and 60. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers is a little bit weird one, right? I was shocked to find out Aaron Rodgers is going at 101 and 96. Um... I, I'm blown away by that because I feel like Aaron Rodgers, like I get it last year he didn't perform to what everybody was expecting him to be. I don't know. Do you really, like, if there's a guy who can maybe, like, first off, we saw Matt Ryan in that same offense, right? A couple years ago, the first year in that offense didn't do much in that offense, right? Shanahan, McVay style scheme. It didn't turn him up, you know, it didn't crank him up the first year. It was the second year in that offense that we saw some real production from the guy. And if that all kind of comes to fruition, now granted, I was kind of hoping slash expecting the the Packers to go get a receiver for uh, Aaron Rodgers, and it just kind of seems like they didn't care about getting receivers. They said, we'll get another quarterback and a running back, which, you know, embarrassment of riches, I guess. Uh, So, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like that, like, I can expect a little bit more out of Aaron Rodgers, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe they have to find the, a new fullback. I, you know, I know they drafted a guy uh, this year who is kind of like a quasi-tight end fullback kind of guy. You know, they drafted him in the third round, so I think they have some kind of plan going with that. And they have Jay Sternberger. They no longer have Jimmy Graham. Devontae Adams is still there. Uh, Aaron Jones is still there. I just think that there's, you know, it, it can't get worse, right? And to be drafting Aaron Rodgers in, like, the ninth or 10th round, I feel like that's a steal. Like, honestly, if he's there in the ninth round, I'm taking him. Now, earlier when we were talking about the running backs, right, uh, I did gently mention a particular running back, but then I didn't mention where I had him on my list. Um, that's because the situation's a little weird. Uh, I talked about Leonard Fournette now being on the Buccaneers. There's also a guy there named Ronald Jones. Uh, had Ronald had this situation not happened, I probably would have had Ronald Jones probably right below, right above David Montgomery. Um, he's just on. I, I'm not even big fan of David Montgomery. I didn't really touch base on him too much. Uh, real quick, he does have an injury. I think he doesn't play the first few weeks of the season. That's already a bad thing. Um, offensive line's not great. Maybe he comes back a little bit better and quicker. But, you know, again, offensive line not being the best in the world. And then you have, you know, if it's Nick Foles as a starter, I kind of think I, I actually think it's worse for him than if he had Trubisky as a starter because at least Trubisky's got legs. 
So, you know, I, I think that even makes it worse for Montgomery. I'm not, I'm thinking potentially he could be worse than RB 25, which is what he was last year. So, um, whereas it comes with Leonard Fournette, I think that might be the, the, the area where I would look at Leonard Fournette. I'm not overly eager to take Leonard Fournette. I'd rather one of the high upside guys, uh, yeah, you know, maybe put him in as like an RB2 with the upside of maybe potentially getting enough volume in a, you hope, a high-functioning offense. I don't know because, you know, there's still Ronald Jones there. There's still uh, Dari Ungumbawale. There's still a whole bunch of, you know, odd factors to that. So, yeah, I probably put him in that, that, that area where Chris Carson is, that, like, guys who I'm not super high on, RB2, potentially could be, like, a top 15 running back. Uh, but I'm not overly eager. And, again, I think maybe the, the landing spot's a really good landing spot if it wasn't for the fact that Ronald Jones might also be competing for, you know, snaps in that backfield. You know, you might be one week dealing with Ronald Jones and one week dealing with Leonard Fournette. And that's not helping anyone, that's for sure. So where are we at with this? I'm not a huge – and I think – and basically I haven't really gotten over the strategy that I get with, right? And that is you're either you're either first or you're last, right? Uh, with, with running back, it's – you know, like the, if you have a shot at being a top five running back, there's more value to that guy – than the than the the twenty fifth running back and like the different like it's I'd rather have like I, the the difference between a top five running back and a twenty fifth overall running back is gigantic. It's usually about a hundred points, whereas the fifth you know best receiver compared to the twenty fifth best receiver is usually only about forty points. So that differential adds up. And if you're missing, uh, you know, on running back, you're, you're missing a lot of points over the course of a season. Um, about two and a half times the amount that you get from having a top-end receiver over a wide receiver two. So, slash, you know, back-end wide receiver two. So, I, I always, that's why I usually lean running back in early rounds. I, I feels like people are catching on to that now. Um, that might mean that some, there's a market inefficiency and you go receiver and you might get two high-end receivers that, you know, just blow everybody away. And we can go back to the years where there was no running back. There were no three down backs. And, there were, you know, the, the, the offenses weren't as potent with running backs as they are now. And that could come back eventually. I just don't think that's happening right now. It just seems like there's a lot of good depth at running back. So, uh, yeah, I, hopefully you have a good draft, right? If you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch! I got a delicious drink you drink in the summer. And uh, you know what? You can follow, like, subscribe, like and subscribe the video. Uh, also, you know, Subscribe to the the podcast on you know whatever podcast platform you're on. Rate, leave a review, uh, comment on the videos if you want, and then uh, yeah, I draft accordingly. Have fun. Uh, hopefully, my ranks are helpful. I don't think they will be, but yeah. And again, the ranks are at draftvice.com. That's draftvice.com. You know the same as every video. Go ahead, check them out. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to beat it.